there may be people out there who look at the social media and then say, oh, wait, um, people, other people are living such a good life and mm-hmm. I'm not. I, I mm-hmm. suck shit. So I think the presentation on social media is not entirely true. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And lots of them are very polished. Before posting one photos or even one story, there are a lot of thoughts going on behind it. Hi, Zach. Hi, hi, Welcome. Sean. Welcome to the podcast. Please introduce yourself a little about what you do and also how old are you? Yeah. yeah let the audience know. Uh, my name is Zach. I'm 26 years old. So I basically, I run like a small production company. Myself is a film director. Basically, what I do is uh, I make short films and videos, but mostly are all for ads purposes, for, like commercial use. And so mm-hmm. it's not like those for the competition, like very artistic short films. It's it's very generic, actually. I would say it's a commercial, commercial videos and photography as well. Yeah, that's got what it. I got it. So one of the reason I started this series is because I myself is twenty nine years old, and I think I'm facing a series of anxiety turning thirty. Right. So what are the anxieties you are having now, like about turning thirty? <clears throat> anxieties I do have these I think I have I only realized that I have anxiety this year mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. then when I realized that I have I realized that I have anxiety for a long time already I just didn't know okay. that it's called anxiety so okay. because I've always been worried about things so right now the things that worried me is that I want to I, I don't think I have achieved enough at my age compared to that people are some people are I'm mixing with right now because I just for, for your for your information I, I skipped college so mm-hmm. I kind of start the society journey quite early earlier than mm-hmm. my friend so I just mm-hmm. I've been to different industries so the people I'm mixing with are always somehow elder than me so so okay. right now what I'm working with my environment my surrounding there are people who are, are like 10 years old, 10 years mm-hmm. older than me, 20 years older than me. And those are, I would call that, they have achieved something uh, quite remarkable, okay. which will give me pressure because mm-hmm. they are the people I mix with. So like, like I want to be that good, but I also understand the part of that time is one of the, one of the factor here, but it just, it's, I just can't stop thinking about the achievement part. Got it, got it. So would you say that would be more on a sense of like career or it would be financial or social status? I think all of them. <laughs> okay, because okay. achievement, you know, okay. you know, you know, it affects your 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 social status, your it affects your, your financial, you know, people who are mixing that they have like lots of houses and cars in terms of yep. finance la. They're kinda of like mm-hmm. liberal, financial liberal. And then mm-hmm. they have achievement, social statuses, people respect them, you know, that they're, they're, they're well known in the industries. So yeah, so it, it kind of give me the pressure. I mean, in a good way, maybe. Mm-hmm. In a good way. So so in a sense of like achievement in general, like like yeah. you know, financially, achievement wise in terms of like you know getting awards, having things to show lah, basically, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I think I think turning thirty may be may may hit us a little bit different in a sense that because I'm couple months away like one <laughs> one year away but i think i think when i was 26 i think when it it hit me it started hitting like it started annoying me when i stepped into 27 years old so i don't know if it's different but what do you think right like 30 turning turning 30 years old means to you <clears throat> turning 30 years old means to me do you have 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 you imagined that like would it be any different or what would be different? No, actually, actually, I I've thought about this before. So I'm about four years away from thirty mm-hmm. because I thought about this mm-hmm. last year. So but I was like five years away from thirty. Last year I kind of <laughs> had the uh, so called the uh, quarter life crisis, <clears throat> and then but I was also thinking about what where where was I five years ago 
So mm -hmm. five years ago, in like about 2015, 16, I was like, what I have right now, I, I will not call mm -hmm. that this is such as any, anywhere near my so-called success, but what I have right now, it was a dream for me five years ago. Like total yep. dream, something that I will not even think is possible. It's like, if you tell me that was like bullshit, that's not going to happen. So, but it happened right now. So it kind of give me hope that like if I have another mm. four years, five years to work on and using what I have right now, leveraging what I have, I think uh, doing better, it's possible and achieving higher is possible. So that, that possible mindset give me, uh, calm me down a bit uh, for my anxiety. Got it. <clears throat> Got it. Is, is there anything that you want to achieve like in particular by 30 years old? What? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think people who are in my industries or people who work as like a creator, you know, uh, we always mm. want recognition, award from an official parties like, you know, like, like how recently we, we have received awards from Golden Horses. These mm -hmm. are our dreams. So I'm not, I'm not saying like Golden Horses, I want that one, but you know, some kind of small award will also do, I think. Got yeah. it. I want to go back yeah. to your background growing up, right? Because mm -hmm. you also mentioned that you didn't go to college yeah. and so on. Tell, tell me a bit more about that. Like, why do you decide not to go to college? Mm -hmm. And how does that progress until to where you are right now? Mm, okay. Honestly, honestly, that wasn't a very rational choice. So uh, mm -hmm. if I have the mindset right today, back then, when I was 17, 18, I, I wouldn't do that. Back then, I wasn't thinking too much, actually. Like, I just I just suddenly feel like I've been studying for 10, 15 years. That I, I don't want to suddenly just take two months break and then go back to study again. I just want, uh, I'll call it a gap year at that, that time. So I just mm -hmm. want, actually, I just want one year. Then I was deciding to go back to college. Uh, after one year so later than all my friends but then uh, that one year i also i didn't do a lot of leisure stuff i slack sometimes but then i went on to getting some some work to do like some job okay so i work promoted a lot uh, mm -hmm. and then slowly the company sees me as potential that bring me from promoter into their full-time kind of like salesman so i was selling okay. i was also was working in the smartphone distribution company so basically, we sell smartphones to smartphone stores. So back then, oh. they're still BlackBerry. <laughs> Sounds so old, right? Yeah, yeah. I was still selling BlackBerry and HTC that time. Well, that is that is the cool phones back then. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then I was uh, I was about eighteen, nineteen years old, if I'm not mistaken. And mm -hmm. then I worked that in that company for some times. I save up my money from there. I hate that job so much. And then once I got the money, I just buy my own camera and then I just say bye-bye to that company. And then I didn't, I didn't plan a lot, actually. I just, okay. I just got a camera because I always want a set of camera so that I can make videos. And then okay. I just went to make videos for my high school. So like my sports day video and things like that. And then it got some attention from there. People see that, oh, hey, I like this video. So then they got to me and asked me, uh, how much do I charge for a video? And that is the moment I realized that people actually pay for a video. So I was like, oh, oh wait, oh, wait, okay. there's a market here. People <laughs> actually pay. I was like, oh, cool. Then I was like, cool. I was charge you 400 ringgit. <laughs> for me, it's a lot of money, 400 yep, ringgit. Yep. But yeah, so I was working as 400 ringgit. Then, then it started, it kickstarted my freelance career for four years. Okay, yeah. so is that about where when I met you? Where you met, it was a startup weekend. <clears throat> five years, startup I think five years ago. Weekend, five years ago, yes. Five years ago was when I made the second sports day video for my high school. So, so it's probably going to be like one or two years of you going into yeah, freelancing. Something like right? that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that time I was experimenting a lot. 2015, 2016, I was like, keep starting shit and then mm -hmm. ending shit <laughs> because I just want to experiment. <laughs> yeah. So, I just want to understand a bit more, right? Like, mm. you say you always wanted a camera. Yeah. And, so this, this, this entire thing is out of, like, pure passion. Would you agree? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And, when you quit, so when you first got your camera and quit that job, mm -hmm. right? 
Is, uh, do you immediately quit? Yes. <laughs> like I said, I wasn't planning a lot. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. That, that is very interesting. So, so you, it's like, okay, I've, I've got enough money. I, I can buy a camera right now yeah. and, and peace out everybody. Of course, I, I, I didn't spend all the money on the camera. It's like, uh-huh. I has, because I was still living with my parents. I, I mean, it was, I was like 20, 20. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, okay, la, I'll just stay at home. And then I still, I still got food. <laughs> yep. And then, yep. then yep. I was very poor, but then I wouldn't die. So I just like, fuck that job. <laughs> got it. Yeah. And, so how do you start shooting for your school? Do you volunteer or does somebody look for a photo, uh, a videographer? I volunteer. I volunteer. Okay. Actually, at the early age, I volunteer a lot because I realized mm-hmm. that people will just, people will not find me if I don't volunteer. So I have to volunteer. Yeah. Got it. So before this, right, mm-hmm. have you ever thought of uh, making a living out of like creating videos? Before this? I mean, before you quit that job and before you get the first payment. No, 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 no. I, I don't think it can work because I always see it's actually, I'll see it as a side income. That's why when during, you know, Startup Weekend at that time, actually I started another business. I actually started a t-shirt business back then, but it failed mm-hmm. miserably. I, I just trying to keep starting things, but it mm-hmm. just keep failing and losing money. But then throughout the whole process, like I think one or two years, I realized that at the same time that what keeps me keep going it's from my video uh, freelancing work. So and then mm-hmm. I start to wait, wait, why not just uh, stop making it as a, st- stop looking at it as just a side freelance income, but, you know, make it monetize it into like a proper video production business. And that's where I started to really think about putting video as a, as a my main service. Got it. So if, if I got it right, mm-hmm. it has always been opportunity driven in a sense that you liked it, you do it, mm. and people liked it, people start paying for it. Mm. And then after a while, you you find out that this is the thing that has been sustaining you and that's when you decide to go into it full-time, right? Yes. Yes, I think that's, that, that's the thing. I, I was lucky. La. I, was, I, should, I should use the word luck here because I think there's luck involved. Because I was Why? Why do much. you think there is luck involved? Is, is it hard for anyone who's <clears throat> aspired to start a production company right now? Right now, I, I mean, you need some sort of money like you want to start a production company. But it's, it's if you want just to go into video, it's actually okay. I think mm-hmm. if you sell one or two months salary, I think you can buy yourself a decent camera. You can start making videos. With it. But starting a production business is not entirely a new thing. And I would say starting a production company right now, it's not, mm-hmm. not the best thing to do. Because what? we can feel the market shrinking, actually, in terms of uh, the whole media thing. Uh, partly, because of the pandemic? Partly due to the pandemic. Because, for instance, like, I mean, the, the latest info right now is that for every shoot we carry on, we have to do swap tests. And for you know proper commercial mm. shoot, we will involve 20 to 30 people, which is about another 5K-ish thing just for the budget. So... And then the client, money comes from the client. So that client would think twice about paying extra, of course. And then, yeah, a lot of factors about money like actually come to end of the day. So going back a little bit, right? Like at that point when you decide that uh, videography is going to be the job or the thing that sustains you, right? Mm-hmm. That makes you a living. Do you decide, okay, I'm going to do this full time. Then you start looking for jobs or it's more of the reverse where uh, you got more and more requests only then you decide okay let's do this full time so that I can handle more projects that time I was having a so-called like a long longer term client that keep coming back to me every month and mm-hmm. then of course I think partly because my price was very affordable back then <laughs> <laughs> and then just keep coming back to me It it's on the bare minimum it can keep me alive so but that time i wasn't doing anything about building it as a career i just looking at it as a side business so i didn't do any you know my portfolio was like it's very it was really messy i didn't do a lot of branding and stuff but after that i was start to looking at i have to i should brand this properly then people know what i do that's that's after that so then more and more things keep coming, but it's not a lot 
at the start because uh, I don't think I'm famous enough yet. So mm-hmm. people just, it's about word of mouth. Lah. So my friend has this wedding, you know, anything, lah, basically anything I would just go and shoot. So slowly, slowly just start from there. So going back to you not going to college, right? Mm-hmm. At any point of time, have you ever regretted or doubted that choice or regretted that you didn't go to college? No. If, Why? If I regretted... Okay, the, the regret part is not that I didn't get a college degree, but mm-hmm. rather that I didn't live the college life. Like, you know, people okay. go and party and, and just have fun. <laughs> I, I do have that. So when, when my friend was like partying, like I look at Instagram, like, wow, they have this thing. They have a lot of things going on. But I, I was like in the office with old uncles, you know, I hate that. That time was like, I hate that job as well. So that is the regret part I'm going to say. But although on the whole, whole, whole how, how it impacts my career, I think in my immediate industry, it's really looking at the portfolio. So mm-hmm. if you can make a, a good work, people would not care about your education background. So that is the lucky part. I'm not in other professional career. I'm in this media. So, and, but I do will want to go back to college once I have the opportunity. Like, if I think this time, I just want to learn just for learning, not for like get a degree so I can survive. Got it. What would you, what subject would you choose? Should you go back to college? Oh, some people ask me, did oh, I'm so surprised you is marine biology. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, can you do that know, in Malaysia? Uh, yes. Yes, you can do that in Malaysia. Okay. Yeah. Okay, why, why marine biology? I don't know, I just love... Actually, I, I love uh, biology a lot, actually. Mm. I mean, if you want to go back to high school, choose between physics, uh, biology, and uh, chemists. I, I like biology the most because, um, especially marine biology, partly because I just love the ocean, maybe. Yeah. Huh. Very, very specific thing. <laughs> 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 well, yeah, I... I... I sort of get it. Like, I have a thing for sustainability and no. whenever I think about it, I think about the ocean first. I don't know why. But, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. And, so, so I know, like, from your social media, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, so, from, from what you shared, I see that you're working with people that is like artists, yeah, yeah, yeah. celebrities, or some better known mm-hmm. influencers, right? How do you get into that circle and how is that like for you? I started to get into influencers circle at around 2018 when I shoot mm-hmm. for a travel company. We were mm-hmm. at Macau mm-hmm. <clears throat> because myself didn't pay a lot of attention on locals. Actually, I don't watch local drama a lot. I don't watch <laughs> local YouTube okay. a lot. So okay. that is the time when I know, oh, wait, these people exist and look at them on Instagram. It's like, wait, you have 500,000 followers. Oh, you are actually famous. <laughs> yeah, that was like, okay, I didn't know you before. Today is the first day I know you and then I know you as a person first and then I know okay. you yeah. as a celebrity. So yeah, for yeah. me, and then at the time I was like, okay, cool. Then it's starting to to know them and then I make videos and then look at the videos, they like it and then they introduce to their other celebrity friend and slowly just expand for them. The word of mouth, like I say, it's very, very important okay. in our, my industry. I want your take on social media's influence on us, right? How do you see that, right? Like, especially turning 30, and like you said, right, you feel underachieved. And that is because you usually work with or sur- your, your surroundings or people that is elder than you and achieved more. Do you think social media has that kind of impact to us on what scale and, and any other side effects of social media you mean social media making us feel underachieved yeah in any sense like it it can be underachieved or like social media causing us i mean i think it's quite commonly discussed in a way that you know because everything is showing the good side and everything but i want to hear your your take because you work with you work in that industry there may be people out there who look at the social media and then say oh wait um, people other people are living such a good life and Mm -hmm. i'm not I suck mm-hmm. shit. So I think the presentation on social media is not entirely true. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And lots of them are 
very polished. I came from, I mean, I came from production. So before posting one photos or even one story, there are a lot of thoughts going on behind it. So the thing we see on the internet for those influencers, like celebrities, especially are very, very polished. It's, it may appear like they are very genuine. I mean, they are not fake. Like, I don't want to use the word fake, like, but <laughs> it's a lot of layer of work until that pictures is posted. Yeah. So yeah. it's not a real, it's not a, the true reality. Yeah, they have struggle also. They, they are deep down insecure also. I mean, they are humans also. So if we see them, they're like, oh, pretty and handsome and rich and just having fun. It's the tip of an iceberg. Yeah. So I get what you say. Like for one is any human is multidimensional. Mm-hmm. Like they only show the good side. Most most of us only show our good side on yes. social media. That's how it's designed and that is how it gets us keep going back to it because mm-hmm. looking at it, I mean, when we are looking at it, it makes us feel good. Lah. But after looking at it, it'll be like, fuck, yeah. what have I done with my life, right? And it's not that it's fake. It's just that it's not raw enough. Like, it's definitely not raw enough. You, you don't see them from every aspect and... Mm. Out of 90% of the time, I think they have their own struggle and we just don't see it, right? Yeah, yeah. So so everyone is posting polished content, yes. right? And I think we lack authentic content. Why do you think that is happening and there is no shift? Although I think the audience is craving for authentic content. Very good questions. I think why there's no authenticity. There are certainly that there, there are authenticities, but it's not yep. a common thing you will see. Partly, I think one of the is you look at some influencers Instagram. There are ten, uh, eight out of ten posts is about it's a product placement. So a lot of their actions are translated into, you know, uh, money. So it's okay. about commercial decision. So that that that's why some influencer they have a second account actually. A very, very private one. Uh, Everyday account. Yeah, yeah. Because they really want they're, that. The main one is really a tool, and even though sometimes the one that operate that isn't themselves, so their action is it carries the commercial value. So mm-hmm. and that's why it's not a personal decision anymore. So that's why it brings away from authenticity. However, we are seeing more. It's still not enough, but we're seeing the more mm-hmm. birth from uh, authenticities like more so-called the raw content that the audience want to see. But then there's also another question here because okay. we discussed this about, <clears throat> let's say that, you know Casey Neistat? Yes. So yes. Casey Neistat is a very good example. So actually I did daily vlog for three months back in 2016. Yep, that. So I guess I was inspired by the, uh, Casey Neistat and uh, Casey Neistat says something about if you want to, if you want people to watch your video, if you want to succeed on YouTube, the key is to upload every day. So I follow mm-hmm. that. I do think it's true because Casey Neistat did it because he's Casey Neistat. He got famous before the daily vlog. So people are interested in his daily life. And so whatever he do after that, even he just film his dog, film mm-hmm. his baby, they'll get millions of views because I want to know his life. The same goes to if Elon Musk do doing daily vlog, now the channel will boom. <laughs> so same thing because they achieve something first. So the the the... It's not the other way around where I say I want to be very raw right now, but who want to know the raw, raw exactly? Mm. Unless mm. I have something that everybody uh, pay attention to, like I, if I have a very good movie. So, so if mm. so, like in my industry, let's say if James Cameron have a daily vlogging account, yes, it will, it will, it will boom. So it's all about the product and the value you bring to others first. And then people will mm. care about your life. And then that is the part where you can bring the raw, raw part out. I, I get what you mean, right? Because like, what you said is basically like, when we talk about authenticity, we talk about people being interested in the original self, us as a person, mm. right? But nobody actually cares unless you have yeah. enough to, to show off, right? Like, mm. I have done so and so, and this is my personal life and everyone wants a peek into it because they want to become that person, aspire to be that person, yeah. right? I agree on that level. This is also the, the, the thing that I'm constantly thinking about right now, yeah. now that I'm trying to like create content on a, on a consistent basis, yeah. right? But I, 
like I agree. Like nobody cares about you. Mm-hmm. Like to be honest, like from one angle, nobody cares about Casey Neistat. Like yeah. they don't care about him as a person. They care because they want to peek inside his life and see what is there to like learn, learn or to take out of it to become Casey Neistat. But but I do think authentic authenticity. It's not just about revealing your personal life mm-hmm. and like what I agree to what you said where Casey Neistat have done a lot of things prior to him starting a vlog yeah. that is a huge chunk of reason why he's successful as a daily vlogger but I don't think he is already like quote unquote successful uh, in a sense that because I think most of us don't know about Casey Neistat before mm-hmm. he started the vlog but more and more people know about him after he, he started vlogging right and I think Personally, I think that is because he has that um, experience that is so intense. Mm-hmm. All this knowledge about creating a film, he knows how to tell a story. He has like solid skill yeah. that makes the daily vlog very compelling. Mm-hmm. And, and that is what he's building himself on top of that makes him like wildly successful. That, that's my personal take on yeah, that. Yeah, I, I do agree on that. Yeah. <clears throat> so so I, saw this, I saw this quote on Instagram, I think, yesterday it says like you want to start vlogging put down the camera learn or study about one thing for like 10 years be great at it and then pick up your camera again very impactful yeah. <coughs> yeah, yeah. cool so you said you don't like what you are currently doing care to expand on that a little bit like why don't you like what you're doing right now yeah of course the the not like part is not referring to video making itself i'm just saying the whole is a generic Part, like the how how I expand the business, how I brand, and how I how I deal with the pandemic. I don't think I did a very good job at it because before the pandemic, we lost seventy percent of our client because of our main focus was tourism. So mm. it just that, and then so I don't like what I'm doing because it's very repetitive right now. And as a as a creator. Uh, I would say quote-unquote creator, lah. but I don't think right now a lot of so-called in my field production houses or a commercial director we're creating anymore. Uh, it's not us who are creating, it's the client who are creating. And we are we're more like execute, uh, just just to execute uh, their vision. We Even though we will, we, may, we may go against their, their, their beliefs, but we for the money, we will always do that. And the, the way they present, the way, the way everything was put together, wasn't in our control, you can say. We have the skill to execute whatever the paying side wants. And then we keep doing that for some time and it's just getting bored, I guess. So I think the essence of uh, making a video there is the creating part, actually. I think Kessin has said this also about he don't like videos. He, he likes storytelling. And that, that's why, that's why. And, and so, so far, video is the best medium he can find to tell story that's why he's he's here and i i relate to that a lot so mm-hmm. probably i don't like videos but this is the the best medium for me right now so so you feel like you're not telling story enough yes for now yes i'm not telling stories enough got i'm it. not telling what i believing enough got it i have a follow-up question yeah. how do you think we should balance this about doing what we need to do to sustain ourselves <laughs> and doing what we like. So for you, it's basically making videos mm. for money yeah. and using video to storytell. How do you think we should balance this? Mm. And do you think the the portion ha- is going to change when you turn 30? The portion? I think the short answer will be... Actually, I know the answer already. It's, <laughs> it's to serve the audience, not to serve the clients. And... The end of the day, whatever we're mm-hmm. creating, no matter me or the clients or whoever, is to give the audience to see. And yep. to serve them is the final goal. And if you serve them well, <clears throat> and you will have the value, and then in today's media's world, whatever have value, have money. So mm-hmm. that's the short answer. But it's... it's extremely difficult to execute right now but i would challenge that right like you said one whatever have value has money right yeah say for example mm-hmm. pop stars yeah and 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 
blockbusters celebrities, right? Mm-hmm. Let's let's say for example, mm-hmm. Marvel creates like blockbusters. Disney yeah. create blockbuster every year. Yes. I'm not saying that it doesn't has value, mm-hmm. but I'm sure there is content that contains more different kind of nutrients. Yes. Like maybe out of a hundred thousand piece of mm-hmm. content, mm-hmm. there is one that got attention mm-hmm. of the audience. There is no money for the rest of like the ninety nine thousand pieces of content. Yeah, that 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 is the one thing that I would challenge you in terms of like where wherever it provides value, it has money. I think I think the 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 thing about value is because it's a very subjective thing. Like the audience mm-hmm. will yes. determine it. But I do agree on your part. It's not. I I was still I also think all. Things value has money, but the value is determined by the audience. So okay. it's not like I think my piece of content has value, therefore it shall have money. But if the audience deem it as no, I don't think it's valuable to me, then it's not valuable to the market. So we have yep, yep. on one side we <laughs> have blockbusters on YouTube lah. <clears throat> we have we have the pranks. We have the yeah the Ryan Higa Logan Paul and. Those contents will forever be the most viewed content because it's the easiest content to consume. Like I literally mm-hmm. don't need to think a thing to understand yep. them. But on the other hand, like Vsauce, or uh, they are still viral. But if you look compare the viral, yeah, I may get a five million view, but Logan Paul easily they'll get fifty million view. So because to enter the entrance to that content, the so called more knowledge content. Mm-hmm. It's higher. It's harder for someone to enter it. But however, that the other side is like when I enter that content, I will dig deep into it. Like I myself, it's a so-called more quality audience. Mm-hmm. I think right now more and more brands are looking. That's why more and more brands are going for a smaller influencers. Is because of their influencers are more pick a uh, pinpoint. That hmm. this group of people is small group, but they stay. That sticks a lot. So instead of large group people come and go, so it's different kinds of measurement right here. I think. Okay. Okay. Do you have any plans um, to tell more stories? Yes, actually, it's under planning. It's actually executing now. I am gonna start. I actually starting already. Uh, we are mm-hmm. shooting about six stories now. When when I hit ten, and then I'll release the thing. I will. I will start the. I will start the marketing. So it's entirely new. A new so called channel or like a brand. So to tell mm-hmm. to to tell story about things around us in in short. In short, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's it's side project, totally independent and all. Totally independent right now. Uh, it don't see an ROI in short term, but it can have a very uh, because the the cost right now is literally just my effort and time because I have everything Got else. Got it. Got it. Cool. Looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Right. Right. So so you are currently living with your parents, right? Yes. Uh, do you think you know mm-hmm. by thirty? Or anyone at this age group, lah. Mm-hmm. We should, because I think in 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 the West, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's still true for now. Yeah. But in the West, by 18 years old, the parents would hope like, okay, the kids should be mm-hmm. moving yeah, out yeah, yeah. to to gain independence and all. And in the Asian culture, where it's what I'm currently going through, actually, <laughs> I am looking for a place to move out. Uh-huh. My mom's try lah, like like to be. A little bit passive aggressive in a sense that oh my my baby son you know like becoming an adult or uh, don't want to live with the parents anymore. Yeah, what what's your take on that? Actually, I go through the same thing as you. I asked my mom about this here. I think <clears throat> I say I want to mm-hmm. move out. My parents literally has the same answer as your parents. <laughs> <laughs> say why why move out? Like this yeah. is not good enough for you. Uh, yeah. It's gonna be another burden. I understand there will be another burden, but I, I I want I want to take that risk. That is why I rented this studio. <laughs> I stay here most of the time. I go home like 10 p.m. every day. <laughs> yeah, I, I see you make your own cocktail in, in your yeah. office as well. Yeah, having a life. Yeah, because, you know, you know, like, come on, like, it's so much easier to invite girls here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. That that is to a certain, uh, to to a very extent. It's yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we are adults, right? Yeah. So, so what's your take? Like, like, is there any any age that you think? 
at any age that you think an individual should try to gain independence in that sense? Well, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, if I want to say should or not, because I, I, I don't think I have the, the, the power to to say what should I do. But, but I think getting independence is not just about the physical location you are in, but rather the mm-hmm. whole responsibility, like the mind you're willing to take on things and and you take actions to it, like to to be, I'd say to to hold to hold on to your promises, those kind of thing, you know. To be accountable for to be accountable for, for yeah. So those for me it's uh, much more important than being physically independent, like in the terms of locations. Because I understand yeah. right now it's very difficult. Like if we say, oh, you have to leave your house at eighteen, you know, like the West. Yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. like to easy. to be financially <laughs> yeah. capable to like move. Yeah, on. and then if your parents, if your house has some sort of financial support to you and if you know how to leverage that it's mm-hmm. a it's not a bad thing i mean mm-hmm. but i mean of course you know, know how to leverage that lah. yeah yeah I, I get what you mean so mm. one more question you think turning 30 years old means that something in life should change yes i don't think I don't what think is that that you think should change turning 30s i think I should mm-hmm. be recognized by the industries. I mean, award is one thing for me, but besides, if you even if I didn't get any award, but I should get recognized in the industry. Like, hey, this guy is the one you should looking for. You know, okay. Like and diving di- diving into that, right? Like, what would you want to be recognized for? I would like to recognize for. Actually, I'm kind of greedy, but if I want to pick one, I would say I'm going to recognize for a storyteller. Like, he's very good mm. at conveying a message. Some Someone like that. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. That, that, is actually a, that is actually one that I also have. I think, mm. I don't know if that is the objective of most of the content creator, but mm. I, I recently found, like, because one, one of the reason why I, um, kind of shifted the podcast direction is also because I realized when I'm interviewing for a certain topics because when it was called Two Cents um, I would try to fix a topic and talk to my friends so far it's just my friends mm-hmm. I try like there, I, I, I try to impress basically mm-hmm. in a way that I try to make a point out of many things when when we talk about certain topics i'd be like oh i have an idea about this i want to chime in and so on basically it's it's like clubhouse like like, right Uh, like (laughs) yeah i want i want people to perceive me as someone who has constructive thoughts or whatsoever but then i realized that is actually not like i'm actually not doing a good job as an interviewer in a sense that to understand my guests and try to help them tell their story so i think i think that is i don't know if it's the same goal for most of the content creators out there but it's definitely one one of the things that i I strive to achieve as well Mm -hmm. i think i think lots of content creators will want that too like you know to be be recognized i mean i I read somewhere there's this recognition is the final goal of an, an artist like like that's the final end goal. If we get recognized, we can die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So so let's let's imagine a situation, right? Like say even when you you are like thirty five or forty years old, you still don't achieve that recognition that you wanted. What would you do? That's sad. I'm not sure. It's ten years away, but I can picture it as you no. Know, I recently had this feel too because honestly, I'm twenty six, but I. It's, but right now, I'm not sure is it someone that I picture before. I'm not sure I, and I... As in, you, are you the version that you want to be? Uh, like yeah, that's why then. I'm not sure. I mean, back then, I wasn't doing a lot of planning or so. Lah. And then mm-hmm. back then, I do want a lot of physical stuff. I do have right now, like a studio, like cameras and stuff. But, mm-hmm. but it's not about the physical thing. It's about the whole where you are in the world right now. And I don't think I'm 
that person that I want to be. So that is a very interesting angle to approach, like, yeah. and, and a very a very interesting angle to discuss, yeah. right? Because I I love this Chinese debate show from China okay. called Qi Pa Suo, and one of one of the debate topic is that we will eventually grow into the person we hate. Uh-huh. I think I watched that somehow. So you you think you are the person that you 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 are the person that you hated when you were younger. Not say you? hated, but I definitely not the person I will love. Okay. Yeah, but but not to the extent that I will I will hate. But if I don't do something about it, probably I will turn into someone that I hate very soon. Okay. I'm not sure. So the follow up. Yeah, the the follow up question is that. Do you think it's a bad thing? Yeah, not sure it's a good thing or not because. Because if I hate someone right now, I mean, I'm on a third person's view lah. But that someone uh-huh. could be, you know, happy. That could be, high achiever. That could have live a good life. If I have that, will I compromise that? I I I'm not sure. Probably yes, because we we change. Right now, mm-hmm. someone I hate, but later few years, that someone might not be someone I hate. Okay, yeah. let let's go into some details here, right? Like. Yeah. What is the thing that you don't like, mm-hmm. like you, that you have right now that you that you dislike when you were younger? Things that, oh yeah, to to put money in a very very important position. It's like I, I want to to, to value money value more money than a lot of things, lah. You know, back then I was also activist. When okay. two thousand fifteen, I I went to Versailles. I I gave a speech there. And I, I basically fucked the government. So, so I was those, you know, like for the people, yep, yep. you know, Hunger Games kind of, kind of revolution mindset things like that. But right now, it's like I see a bigger picture, and I feel like if I make a change, it's not just about going to a protest and then just sitting there. Uh, or I have to do something more and more complex, way harder. That is why less people do that. That's why more people went on the protest because it's easier. But less people want to do the hard work and. That hard work is hard. I mean, like I'm not sure can mm-hmm. I do it. So, so then I feel like at the end of the day, I need to have more resources to do something I believe is good. So I keep on doing the resources part. You know, I more I need more resources. And resources is money and people. Yep. Yeah. So I've become very realistic in that sense. Some point that I think my past self would not like it because like this guy is just realistic. Hell. Okay, yeah, yeah. I I <laughs> I don't think I have the answer as well. Yeah, like I like myself as a person right now. I don't think I have ever, I, and I have been consistent in a way that I I am still chasing after what I want. Mm-hmm. In a sense that, like, if there is two opportunities in front of me, one that allows, like, one will grow me into the next phase. To the next level, and another one will offer like two x the money, right? At least right now, this is a tie for me. It 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 won't be like okay, I will go for the money. You get what I mean? So on that sense, I still haven't changed much. But also recently, I'm 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 reading Elon Musk's biography. Mm-hmm. So what I realized is that, like like one thing that you said just now, right? Like a lot of things are hard. Mm. And and nobody wants to do the hard work, right? Yeah. That is that is why we are do most doing most of the thing that we are doing right now because we are accumulating resources mm-hmm. and we we are waiting. Basically, we want stability over many other things. Mm-hmm. We want to move in a safer direction. But then, when I'm reading Elon Musk's um, biography, right, this dude is just crazy. Like, yes, he got his first million dollars at like twenty seven years old. When he first got his millions, he spent all of his money into like Tesla and SpaceX, and Tesla almost went to bankruptcy twice, and and SpaceX has like I don't know multiple multiple failed launches, but he just charged through, and he is so focused in a sense that he when whatever he set out to do, he believes he can make it, and he just go all out without thinking if it's hard or not hard. I guess one part is. One part about growing up is that we probably take less risks, in that sense that 
makes us like we are not as romantic as when we are younger like i can do it i'll just go do it and and one day i'll achieve because maybe we failed too many times or yeah that it's just cruel out there where eventually we you know risk less and and try the stable way so i i I don't know i don't know if it's a good thing or bad but it's also something i experienced this lately like i said i say i i go for the money Actually, I, I have offering, you know, this is not an offering, right? more, more like I have some deals that, that I, some clients love. So basically I will have opportunity to, to go into, to get more money, basically, you know, mm-hmm. to, to, to do bigger projects. But those projects are not necessarily something I like to do, but mm-hmm. I kind of tested water. I, I, in a sense, I kind of accepted that. So... So to, to fight for the so-called money and the, the status and things like that. But but I have been doing for uh, for a few months that I don't think is something that I like to do. And I don't think I'm happy on it. So I'm that person who I cannot do things I don't like for a very long time. <laughs> so I, I, yeah, I get what so you're unless like you, you need to keep compensate with the, with the money, like like more money, more money. Okay, I will do it. But eventually, I don't see myself doing very long, something mm-hmm. I don't like. So the choice will probably still go back to doing things I love, even that 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 return may be less significant. So I'm trying to work out how to do something I love at the same time, earning mm-hmm. more. So there's a lot of things about business strategy and just like that. So yet to figure out but but uh, i think it is possible like i say like like you say as we grow older the the we take less risk and that's completely true because <clears throat> like i say i when i was young i skipped college <laughs> i I, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't give a fuck about shit so i just yep. I, I just want to do video i just want camera so my very first video that I, when i when i make and you mm-hmm. youtube i do have a camera i i borrow someone's camera so to make that and then, then I save money to buy. That's the only thing I want. For what? Just that's the only thing I want to do. And then I do it good. Then slowly come to here. So I think, mm-hmm. think back, I do lost the sense of, you know, taking the risk. We may mm-hmm. take more risks. It's like, you know, I can jump down. I can jump out from a plane skydiving and shit. But that's not comparable to the risk that we want to take in my life. So mm-hmm. on life part, certainly we... I think for me, uh, taking way less risk right now. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Got it. I don't like it. So, <laughs> <laughs> not sure it's a good thing, but just I don't hmm. like it. <clears throat> Got it. So, what do you think helps you cope with it, right? Like, do you think anyone has it all figured out? Especially because your surroundings are people that are deemed more successful, that has achieved more. Do you think anyone had it figured out? I don't think so because people around me are more successful in terms of you know the things they own. So, mm-hmm. like like the photographer next door, they own one million dollars vehicles. So things mm-hmm. like that, the physical stuff, they they we can deem them as more successful. But uh, I don't think everyone has figured it out yet because uh, right now it's such an interesting era. Like it's necessary. we are on a. Titanic, and then they are on it. Nobody knows what the hell is going on, mm-hmm. and, and um, like literally, nobody can tell you what is the truth now. Like, we really do not. Everybody can try to figure out the same thing, like the YouTube algorithm, social medias, like <laughs> to get rich. I don't think anybody has. I had to ask the answer though. Okay, so to wrap this up, right? If you were to share a thought, your two cents to to wrap this up, what would it be? To wrap this up, wow. We've talked about adulting. We have talked about achievement in life, pursuing achievements. If, if you were to draw, say, a conclusion or just to simply share your thoughts, what would that be? Okay, I'm going to share my favorite poem. Uh, so let me read out the poem. It's a very short poem. So it's uh, how to study. Uh, let everything happen to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, beauty or terror. Just keep going. No feeling is final. So it it it. I keep this 
I, I'm, I'm gonna get a tattoo of this on my arm because okay. I love this so much. It says no feeling is final. No, no feeling is final. Just keep going. So mm-hmm. whatever I feel right now, sad or happy, or whatever, it's not the final feeling. It's it will go away. It will pass. So the only thing that I have to do is just keep going. That's it. So I like this okay. a lot. I, I like it a lot as well. But touching on that, right? You say, because the, the, the poem says, no feelings are final. Yes. Right? What do you think should be a pursuit of life? Do you think it's happiness? Do you think it's achievement or any other thing else? Well, that's a very big question. Well, achievement and happiness in, in my world right now, I don't think can coexist because I understand as a creator, the that I will never be satisfied with my work and probably I'll be satisfied for like one hour and then after that I watch again I was like no 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 I can do better so that it will not ultimately lead into a happiness towards the result but I do think that the real happiness lies in the progress of just just to feel the progress just the adrenaline of creating for me. So mm-hmm. my take will still be happiness, I think. Mm. Yeah. Got it. Cool. So by the end of it, yeah. is there anything you would like to plug in the podcast? Plug? Oh, I have... Your social media account, any projects oh, that you want people uh, to look out for? My Instagram is at Lee, Z-A-C-Z-A-C-L-E-E. And basically, if you reach my Instagram, you can just reach everything else so it's very very connected and yeah and then i'm starting a new channel it should be launched in may mm-hmm. should be yeah and and it's it's gonna be a youtube channel it's gonna be a youtube facebook instagram thing so i don't limit yeah. it so, any, in any way so follow you on instagram yeah just follow me on instagram exactly. and then everything else you like, update over yeah, there yeah. okay cool thank you very much, thank you so much for, for joining this episode i think we talk a lot uh, about everything and yeah i I hope to catch you in person real soon yes real soon man thanks so much for you know uh giving such opportunity to talk on the podcast no problem happy to have you all right thanks so much